welcome to Conversations with Achievers. I'm your host, Robert Wright. I'm a mentor to owners, executives, and their teams, and CEO of Extraordinary People, LLC. I work with people that want to create extraordinary business performance with less stress, more joy, and more personal fulfillment. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn from your peers as we explore what it takes in terms of attitudes, habits, and behaviors that achieve extraordinary results. Results for yourself, for your family, and your community. Hello, Robert White here. And once again, we have a a really interesting, exciting guest. Uh, Tamika Chapman is with us, and I'm going to give her the chance to introduce herself, tell us a little bit about her and her journey. Uh, We've had a great conversation about the joys of living in rural Virginia, and now it's time to do something that's uh, of value uh, to our listeners. So, Tamika, welcome. Tell us about you. Thank you so much, Mr. Robert, for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today. And so I am Tamika Chapman. I am the CEO um, of Mogul Media. Um, LLC, which is a company that encompasses a couple of different divisions, um, one which includes the streaming TV network, and I also have my coaching business. Um, And so we're excited for a lot of things that we're doing in business, right? Um, But I am also a number one international bestselling author and visionary, um, as well as a global award-winning speaker. Um, So that's a little bit about me. Um, A little bit more is that I am a wife of 23 a little over 23 years, and uh, we have two toddlers, okay? We have a, a five-year-old, and our daughter will be four on next Monday. Well, congratulations. Well, uh, you, you know, given the 23-year marriage and the ages of your toddlers, it sounds like they might have been a bit of a surprise in your life. You know, listen, for us, we actually tried for 18 years to have children, um, we tried for 18 years to have children mm. and it just didn't happen. No matter what we did, no matter what doctor we visited, what techniques we tried, nothing worked. And so finally it was around 2015. I told my husband, no more, no more testing, no more poking and prodding. I was tired of it. And so a year later, <laughs> a year later, I was having a conversation and I, you know, had gotten to the point where it's okay if we don't have children. It is okay. You know, I have a lot of children that um, I know and love and I have godchildren and I also had a, a sister, a young, a young little girl, um, I'm a mentor with the Big Brothers Big Sisters organization. And so I she had became my little she had become a little sister. She's a part of the family. And so I was okay with it. And, you know, surprise, two months later, um, in September of 2016, we found out that we were expecting our first child. So it was a surprise for sure. And, you know, we got the second surprise when he was nine months old. Wow. But, well, I, uh, you know, I know a few people that have gone through that struggle and yeah. and the pain, you know, of, of all the failures of all the techniques and all, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. And I always feel a great compassion. But what a great story. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, you just kind of wonder about God's hand in all of this, you know, that suddenly it happens for you. So I'm, I'm delighted for you. And I'm sure our listeners are also. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, the, uh, 
I, I'm not a big baseball fan, but uh, I, I guess a little bit of one. And there was a guy years ago uh, named Dizzy Dean, who uh, was a pitcher in, you know, a zillion years ago. And then he did a lot of uh, radio uh, commenting on, on baseball games. And uh, uh, at one point, uh, somebody started talking about his accomplishments were which were legion he was really good at what in baseball and uh uh and somebody started talking about uh bragging and he said well it, it ain't bragging if you've done it and uh, uh so <laughs> you've done a lot uh and you were now were you in the military or was it your husband who we both were. We both you were. Both were. I, yes, I joined the U.S. Navy right after high school. So I didn't take the traditional route in life. You know, you go to school, high school, you graduate, then you go to college, get a job, you know, meet the great love of your life and get married. <laughs> I didn't take that route. Uh, but no, after high school, I actually joined the U.S. Navy. And um, I met my husband uh, probably like uh, two and a half years in. I uh, met my husband and then we met and married three and a half months later. Um, and, you know, yeah, so we were both prime military. And was he Navy also? Yes, he was also Navy. He was also Navy. You know, that's, um, when, you know when the football games come around, it's good if they're in the same service, you know. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to marry some guy in the Army and fight for that one day a year, you know, <laughs> even one day a year. Uh, well, great. Thank you for your service, first of all, and oh, to your husband. You. You're uh, but we're going to talk today a little bit about your CEO role. And uh, our listeners generally, I've found, they want to hear from people that have been there and done it, you know, uh, that have had the actual experience, not just some yeah. kind of theory or some kind of book they read or some video they watched but rather uh, people that have had actual hands-on experience running a company. And it, for me, I, I generally ask them uh, questions in two areas. One is uh, what happened in, uh, when you hit that pothole in the road, that unexpected wreck, uh, and what you learned from it. And also, what are you doing now that's really working? What do you see when you step away a little bit, go to that kind of... 30,000 foot uh, place and look back at your role and your responsibility and how people are responding to you is, you know, the, so the good news also, what are you learning? Yeah. So Tamika, uh, how about you in your journey? Have you, uh, have you hit a few potholes? Have you, and what, how did it, how, how did it happen and what did you learn from it? Oh my gosh. Potholes galore. Okay. Um, I don't think you can, I think any successful person um, exists without having to hit some potholes and a lot of potholes, um, but you, because you learn a lot along that, it, it, as long as you keep it in an open mind, you're learning a lot along the way, but potholes for me, I would say the biggest pothole was me and myself. Um, we get into our heads a lot. Um, I am a recovering perfectionist, okay, and so <laughs> I, I will say that I was a big pothole for my business because when you get in that in the headspace of only I can do this, okay, it has to be done this way. If it's not this way, it's not going to work. Um, or nobody can do it like I'm going to do it. 
you know, not allowing really the help, especially if you're hiring somebody to come in and help you um, to do certain parts um, in the business to help you in those administrative areas or those areas where you're not as strong. If you're not going to allow them to do the job, save your money, okay? Um, but for me, it was still, even though I was bringing in people to help um, in certain areas, I was still getting in the way of everybody. Oh, no, mm. do it this way. So they would do something and it'd be perfectly fine. Well, what about if you do it like this? So, you know, that was one of the biggest things that I had to do was get myself out of the way. That was one of the biggest potholes um, that I fell in time and time and time again. And I'm sure it was frustrating for those who were... Um, helping to do all of those projects along the way. Um, but, you know, other potholes that I had to learn was my audience. You know, you think that you're going to market and sell to and, and serve and provide services for this certain person or this like certain type of person or people or company. And that's not how it, that's really not how it goes. It, are they really interested in what I have to offer? You know, that was something I had to come to, to terms with of understanding who am I serving and why am I serving them? What is it that I really have to offer? And do they really want what I have? If they don't want what I have, then they're obviously not my target audience because I can't give what I don't have, right? right. Um, so I, that was another pothole that I had to um, dig my way or or feel to you know, climb out of. Um, but along the way, there's been so many other potholes that I've had to um, face and um, face over and over again on some of them because, you know, sometimes you have to learn the lesson a different way or, you know, you try a little something a little different and you still may end up, you know, tripping a little bit because the pothole is not as deep because you filled it, you know, but again, you, you live, you learn and you move on while learning the lesson and implementing the things that you've learned along the way. You know, that openness to learning is clearly a part of how you are wired. Uh, and and uh, but I've also observed in uh, the coaching and mentoring work that I do that that's not true for many many people it, that it's just hard for them to uh, look at things as not a personal failure. You know, yeah. they, they tend to personalize it, and that blocks them from learning. And and uh, it's it's unfortunate, but quite often true. Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, what are you up to now that uh, in terms of your business? I mean, how how does it work? Wow. So I'm up to a lot of things, Mr. Robert. <laughs> so things. And, you know, um, for me, I would say um, one of the biggest things is one learning how to create the team that I need that allows us to do as much as we do, first and foremost, right? Um, but some of the things that we have going on, of course, is the streaming TV. You know, the world has turned to streaming TV. Um, and so that allows me to have the platform that we have of, you know, introducing more types of shows, um, but really honing in on positivity. I think that's a big thing that the world really needs right now. Agreed. We have gone through so much in these, I mean, over the years, over time, we've gone through so much. But in these most recent times, when you look at the suicide rate, you look at depression rates, you look at, you know, kids facing so many things that they shouldn't even have to think about right now. You know, so my goal and my mission in life, in my entire business, not just one part of it, is to just push out as much positivity as I can um, in whatever area, using my platform to do that. Um, and I think 
being responsible with the platform is another thing. You know, you have a platform, you built it, people have learned to know, like, and trust you. So what are you going to do to, to maintain that trust and to keep that trust going? And for me, it's always finding ways to pour back into people pour back into them because I, for one, had people pouring into me when I really needed it the most. Um, as a young girl growing up, I had, you know, women and, and my dad and uncles and those who prayed over me. <laughs> um, and they would keep me on the, on, on, you know, a more of a positive trajectory and not allow me just to fall by the wayside. And so I think that as I've now aged, it is now my responsibility to carry that same torch into enlightening and empowering other people around the world with whatever it is that I'm doing. So that is a big chunk of everything that I do. I pour positivity into it um, with the network, with my coaching, helping others learn how to create the business that they really want with simple steps, um, not getting overwhelmed, but figuring out how to break it all down to do that. Um, and I'm just enjoying it. I am enjoying it all. You know, that's that comes through in your energy and your face and in your voice. Uh, <laughs> you know, a, a guy that I really admire, his name is Stephen Benoit. He, he was actually, uh, he turned out to be a competitor in, in business. But uh, more importantly, is he really looked at being a dad. Uh, he had uh, uh, two daughters and and he wrote what I believe is the best book on parenting I've ever read. And many other people agree. It is a bestseller. It's called The 10 Greatest Gifts I Give My Children. And uh, one aspect of it is uh, it's about values education. And uh, so I learned, uh, first of all, I learned it for, for I mean, I, have, I, I had eight children, now I have seven. And so it was incredibly valuable for me to learn this piece, which is you don't just talk about your values and teach them, you model them you know, but yeah. you do articulate them. And that was the piece that was missing for me. But that also showed up in my business. And recently, I was in a uh, supermarket. Uh, you know, I turned around, a, you know, a display, and I saw a woman with, uh, I'm going to guess about a four or five year old. And in this particular supermarket, they pass out those kind of healthy organic gummies, you know, a little package of them. Because kids and kids don't want to be in supermarkets. I mean, you know, Not they want to all. be they want to be just about anywhere else. And sometimes they act up. So it's a good idea. I mean, it's good customer relations for one thing to have that little gift when the when the kid walks under the door, he gets the little package. So they're walking along, and uh, I'm behind them, and he tears the package open and dumps the gummies into his mouth and drops the package on the floor. And what I saw in the next few minutes was the most incredible positive experience because this woman was number one, a leader. I, and I didn't realize that right away. I just thought she was a good mom because what she did was she stopped him and without any anger in her voice, without any judgment in her voice, she said, uh, oh, Tommy, uh, uh, we need to pick that up. And he said, why? You know, <laughs> I mean, they, you know, it's a good question. And she said, well, Tommy, you know, uh, this is our store and and it's our world. And if everybody dropped things on the floor, would you want to live here? You want to come to this store if there was a lot of trash on the floor? And he said, no, you got it, you know. And she said, so, she said, well, why don't you pick that up? And he did. And then he said, well, where should I put it? And she said, I'll bet you if you looked around, you would find a trash, a trash uh, receptacle. 
you know, she didn't tell him what to do. She didn't show it to him. She was teaching. She was leading. She was setting an example and she was speaking it, you know, that, hey, we're all in this together. And it's not just uh, some kind of a rule that we don't want to litter. Uh, And it was the most amazing experience in in three or four minutes. But that 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 I think that it's natural in some ways that you want to repay the gifts that you've received along the way from caring adults. Yes. And that's the way it should be, though. That's the way it should be. And I think that if we implement that same idea, that same strategy that that mom used with each other as adults, um, it makes the world a better place. Like be more caring, um, be show some grace, you know, give some direction, um, let them know that it's okay <laughs> that they didn't get it right the first time, but here's a better option to what you can do. And I think that if we implement that just in our daily, in our daily um, routine of how we show up for everybody else as adults, it become absolutely amazing. We are working to become and make more leaders. Mm. You know, the uh, in in running a company, uh, I think increasingly people are being conscious of running companies from a value uh, foundation, that positive values being the key to uh, building a culture where people can perform at their best and, and actually be more profitable, grow, that it's all values based. And uh, so we can learn a lot from kindergarten teachers about imparting and parents about imparting values, articulating them, but also enforcing them. Actually, uh, when somebody's out of uh, alignment with a key value, that uh, something happens. You know, they get some coaching or they get that, it's been nice having you here, but you're not here anymore conversation. You know, <laughs> uh, Values are, uh, uh, in my experience, the basis of a strong culture. Whether that be a, a company, a family, a, cult, a a community, you know, what do we stand for? What's a, what's really important for us? Uh, uh, so I'm glad to hear that you're you're operating from that kind of values based leadership model in your own company. Absolutely, and I believe that I've grown um, that way as well by um, allowing other people to stand in their own genius to be okay with making mistakes, but not dwelling on it because mistakes will happen, but how do we move on? What did you learn from that mistake or how do we now adapt and pivot from that from that mistake? Um, and so I tell my team every single day we talk because we talk every day. We talk every day and it allows me to get the temperament right? It, uh, the temperature, I should say. It allows me to get the temperature for what is it that we are accomplishing? What are the things that where the hangups are? Because they may not be as well versed in some of the things or in every step of the way to achieving certain goals. And so it allows me to quickly sh- you know, shift uh, or reassign, redelegate um, certain things. Um, and I think that for me, growing up, I had that kind of life, that kind of role, that kind of um, leadership role, I would say. Um, I was the oldest of four, but also I was the oldest of a community of cousins.
And that allowed me to now understand, okay, if I'm the leader, they're watching everything that I do. So I have to lead by example. They're mimicking everything that I do. Um, so I need to make sure that every move that I make is something to go forward and not dwelling on, you know, something that hurt or something that, you know, I, that could be considered a setback or a failure. Um, how do you move? How, what, what example are you showing? And so doing that in my company, um, is, is, I would say is also a testament to my military training. <laughs> Mm. Um, because in military, you don't have time to dwell on, you know, one little thing you have to move forward. You know, that next step is waiting on you to do your thing. So if I'm going to hold everybody up with this one thing, like that's going to throw everything off and that is not okay. So learning to adapt, learning to pivot, learning to adjust, how do you do that? Um, but in business, I have to lead by example. If I don't tell, if I don't show that it's okay to be okay, <laughs> You know, you may not have, you know, you may not have gotten it right on the first try. And that is okay. We all have have things that we have to learn. I am not, you know, nowhere, nowhere near a genius, nowhere near the smartest person or the highest IQ, if that's how you want to rate it. But there's some things that I've I've done. And there's a lot of things that I've done that I've learned a lot along the way. And so I can impart that knowledge and that experience upon whoever it is that's doing what they're doing to say, hey, well, this is what I did and this is what happened. So if I were you, <laughs> um, just be on the lookout for you know these indicators as you are moving forward to make sure that if it happens, you know how to bob and weave with it um, without it just really taking you off track. So absolutely, I live by that code. I live by leading by example because I think that's the best way to do it. And not only in my business, but you know, in my home for my children. I'm showing up as mom. I just had a conversation today with one of the team members and um, he heard me address my son. He says, I love how you are soft-spoken and you're talking to him and not just telling him what to do. And I'm just like, no, he's a little human being. He's going to grow up to be a, a young man. You know, he's only five now, but I want him to have that kind of independence and independent thinking that it's okay. Like, Yes, I, this is what I want to do, Mama. Okay, then let's go do that. <laughs> so, wow, Tamika, I think uh, these are life lessons and particularly valuable for leaders in companies. Yeah. And to realize that the people are really looking at you all the time. They're looking wow. at how you dress, how you smile or don't smile, how you handle a problem, how you uh, hear them, really yeah. see them and hear them. Uh, you know, the 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 truism that people don't feel seen and they don't feel heard a leader can step into that vacuum and and really cause some amazing results hey thank you for sharing so widely about your experience and your approach to life and leadership if uh, people want to get in touch with you uh, want to learn more about streaming and and positive uh values education or anything what's the best way for people to reach you so I can be found on social media, Tamika Chapman, or you can search I am Tamika Chapman across social media platforms, um, or hello at mogulmedia.us is my email address, or just visit mogulmedia.us. That is my website where you'll find out everything about me and ways to stay in contact. Tamika, thank you so much. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, you provided value today, and, and I get a sense that that's one of your values. Uh, is to is to be an example, to be a, a leader. Uh, 
it's this been really special for me and I look forward to figuring out some way we can work together. Absolutely. All the best to you, to our listeners, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us for Conversations with Achievers. If you or someone you know would make a good guest for this weekly show, the details are at therobertwhite.com and click on podcasts. I'm looking for businessmen and women with a story to tell, stories that might benefit other owners and executives. If you got some value from this program, I'd really appreciate you sharing about it on social media and just mentioned www.therobertwhite.com slash podcast. Of course, subscribing means you won't miss a show and rating the podcast positively will leave Robert smiling. I'm building a movement here for leaders, leaders who want to succeed in business, succeed with their families, have fun, and contribute toward making the world a better place. It's special to me that you chose to listen. I look forward to connecting again next week. Remember, reach out to me anytime with any questions or concerns at therobertwhite.com. Bye for now.